Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay. As we bring you season 13 of Album for the Day, we come to you after one year of episodes. We did not have an episode on June the 30th of last year, but mm-hmm. every other day we did. So, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I think that we've, we've definitely got a hold of something and knowledge is power and, uh, I have filled my cup this year. (laughs) So we're bringing you, uh, a second edition of, uh, what we consider our choice cuts, greatest hits, uh, our favorite episodes after one year. After the entire year going back and looking at everything that we've done, was really kind of cool um, learning about a lot of different genres of music, people I wouldn't normally listen to, um, albums I wouldn't normally listen to, you know, and it, it, it was just, it was really cool to go through that list. It was and, an easy way to step outside the box a mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah. And uh, I I really enjoyed uh, every, every episode, man. Yeah. Won't say I enjoyed every album. I, I think we established not. that. <laughs> I definitely did not. But these are, again, not necessarily what we would consider the greatest albums that we covered in a year, but our favorite episodes. So enjoy. And June the 2nd, we have a little trip across the country to the West Coast. West Side. And um, we recall when we did Dr. Dre's 2001 on December the 7th and... Snoop Doggy Dogs, Doggy Style, on April the 10th. Yeah, we figured that like you, you almost can't do one without the other. You know, I thought about separating them, but it, they're just they're they're so intertwined in see, their now musical what careers. Everybody else would have done would be to do the Chronic mm. instead of 2001. Mm. If you were going to do that, but this is us, yeah. and we yeah, you know, we do, do things a little, a little, do a little different now. Oh yeah, we do. Um, yeah, still two of the best rap albums you're ever going to hear. Period. There's there, no no one no mumble rapper will ever convince me otherwise. Because no. these two, you throw in Tupac's "I All Eyes on Me," and right there you've got like the best three hip hop albums, best three gangster rap albums. Ooh man, might throw Illmatic. In I was there. about, I, dude. Yeah, you got me on that. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, since we started this podcast, uh, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg have performed at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They have. So, uh, who says that uh, miracles well, don't happen? Well, they're getting, they're getting older. They're not, as, they're not as, you know, violent in the public's eye anymore. I mean, That's true. Snoop's with Martha Stewart. Yeah. You know. Making wine. <laughs> making wine. And I not booms. Like yeah. actual wine. Yeah, I love it. I think it's great. I think it's just absolutely great. Uh, the way that they're able to market themselves to build new products and all this, it's great. Love it's it. magnificent. And of okay. course, Dr. Dre is, I mean. He's on everything. It's, yeah, he is. He is the, the entrepreneur of him entrepreneurs. selling beats yeah. just changed it's everything. Game changer. So, uh, yeah, take a trip, a little West Coast rap day. And, yeah, 2001 Doggy Style, you ain't going to get better than that. I remember that. (laughs) Never better than Doggy Style. (laughs) Album for the day, December 7th, as we continue with numbers and our advent calendar. 
Today we do Dr. Dre with 2001. And if you think that's not the correct title, we will get into that. <laughs> um, this was recorded between 1997 and 1999 and released November the 16th of 1999 on Aftermath Interscope Records. It is technically the second album from Dr. Dre. Peaked at number two under Corn at number one. It's a good, uh, good time for new metal, though, right then. Rock on. Rock on, Corn. This album went six times platinum in the U.S., platinum in five more countries, gold in six more. Um, it's a fantastic album, and oh. I really just think that the wait was worth it. Oh man, this is this is Dre. You, you again, you want to say this is at a peak, but he really hasn't ever peaked because he's one of the greatest performers, songwriters, producers. I mean, he invented gangster rap. You know, and it's like you want to say that this is the best, but you really don't know if this is the. You, you really can't say that. You know, this is one of one of the best albums in that genre of all time. The original title was "The Chronic Two: A New World Odor." Parentheses. Papa's got a brand new funk. Close parentheses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, he's bringing the G funk, so I. You know, I get it. I get it. Um, Priority Records, Death Row's new distributor, called the new compilation album, called a new compilation album that they put out, Chronic 2000, in conjunction with Suge Knight, um, who said, quote, both sides agreed that we'd allow the other to use the title and let the public decide which they preferred, unquote. And in the end, Dre's title changed to Chronic 2001 and Priority threatened to sue if Chronic registered trademark was used in any way. So it was released as 2001. With a little pot leaf next to the old 2001, might I add. I can't put a word. I can put a picture. If we've learned anything from Prince, (laughs) we We can can use use, symbols. We can use symbols and pictures. Yeah, yeah. Um... This is, uh, I mean, that's a that's a good way around that. Mm-hmm. Um, Still, DRE was written by Jay Z and uh, features. Just it, it's a cool exercise in talking about why on this earth would you have forgotten about me? And it lost the two thousand Grammy for best rap performance by a duo or group to You Got Me. By the Roots featuring Erica Badu. I mean, if you're gonna lose, Again, that's you, you a, dude. The Roots and Erica Badu. That's that. Uh, that mm, that's a that's that's a force right there. That's awesome. It's not worth Kanyeing the microphone over. Yeah, mm, amen. Amen. And I mean, even there, I think that what you were just talking about, I think it's kind of a, a whole theme in this album because you got still uh, still DRE forgot about dre you know like there's a lot of things where he's kind of telling everybody like look you think i'm gone like what are you what are y'all talking about you know and it's just oh and well the redemption came a year later because the next episode and forgot about dre were both nominated in the same category the following year Mm -hmm. and uh forgot about dre won Mm -hmm. yeah and the the great part about this to me i love the um, 
the like the beats there it's almost like he gives himself and everybody that's on this album room to breathe mm-hmm. and room to where it's just not this like heavy thump in your face it's like about the flow you well, know the great thing about a producer that knows what they're doing is good at what they're doing and yeah. has a a correct i'm going to go ahead and say a correct vision mm. of what to do is being able to leave the blanks for people to fill. Mm. And if you're filling in every single beat all the way through, then there's nothing for anybody to fill. Mm-hmm. You're filling in maybe part of the top. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And he, he did the, with the sparse beats, he also had, uh, you know, like kind of like reduced samples. Um, and I feel like he had a very dramatic sound um, oh, yeah. to this where it was like it was a melodic but dramatic sound it sounded There's just an like, ominous nature yeah that's really. a, yeah that's that's a great way to describe it um the message is actually about and dedicated to uh dre's brother tyree and his death was depicted loosely in the straight out of compton film mm-hmm. um california love which you may be familiar with the collab with tupac was actually going to be on this album but after Dre's departure from Death Row um it was not included this would be one of the biggest albums of all time if that song was included on this well and because Tupac left it off of All Eyes on Me so it could be on Dre's (laughs) album and now I think if I recall correctly, it's on like the Above the Rim soundtrack or something. I, I honestly don't remember. I remember that song being absolutely huge. So, yeah. Um, my favorites were The Watcher, Big Egos, X Explosive, and The Message. Mm-hmm. Um, the lyrical content is controversial and filled mm. with violence, including against women, drug use, promiscuity gangs and misogyny big time always a good time when you get to throw all of those in that's kind of what gangster rap is about you don't call it gang it wasn't happy fun time rap it was gangster rap it wasn't but at the same time i i know that in the next two weeks we're going to come up on somebody else that didn't go that route and still Mm, was amazing that's true that's true um what's the difference Love that song, too. Um, With Eminem. Yeah. There's also additional vocals from Fish, not the band. <laughs> um, credited only as writers are Jay-Z, Royce to 5'9", and Crystal Johnson. Uh, the guests included Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Hitman, Exhibit, Corrupt, Ms. Rock, Devin the Dude, Nate Dogg, 6'2", MC Wren, Nocturnal, um, Mary J. Blige, Eddie Griffin, Scott Storch, and Mike Elizondo. And I just, uh, the samples came from everybody from No Doubt to Rose Royce, Cannonball Adderley, Boogie Down Productions, the Fatback Band. Um, he also samples John Carpenter. You'll hear that and know exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. In, um, in uh, uh, Murder, Inc., I think is what. There that sample was. Yes. Yeah. And you know you're doing a great job when you sample yourself and your buddy. So <laughs> there's some previous tracks from Snoop and Dre that are sampled here. Yeah. I, I think this is an album not to be missed. 
uh, if you if you like rap, if you like gangster rap, if you like to hear serious flows, serious uh, rhymes, and people dropping bars, check this one out. Uh, album for the day today, uh, December the seventh is two thousand one by Dr. Dre. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at album the number four the day. Uh, give us a follow, subscribe wherever you listen to us, and uh, give us an email at uh, album for the day at gmail.com if you have any requests or you'd like to hear us do an album. Uh, thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow. Who are you, Dr. Dre? <laughs> are you a real doctor, dude? I mean, you know, can you prescribe some drugs for me, man? Come on, dude. I'll, I'll split whatever I get with you, okay? <laughs> ah, the chronic. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Album for the day for April 10th is Snoop Doggy Dog with Doggy Style. This was the first album for this artist. And it was released on November 23rd of 1993 by Death Row and Interscope Records. And it came out after he appeared on Dr. Dre's The Chronic. Mm. Which those two are probably the biggest two albums of that whole era in the G-Funk West Coast hip-hop. I would agree with that. Yeah, that's what everybody thinks of. When you think Snoop Dogg and you think Dr. Dre... Like, yeah. Those and the, the first two. single was Who Am I, What's My Name? Mm-hmm. And it was the, uh, yeah, you're going to sing my name in this song over and over mm-hmm. and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And then Gin and Juice came out, and it was boop. Yeah, I mean, the uh, What's My Name came out before the album was released. Mm-hmm. And Gin and Juice, not too long, a couple of months after. But it was hot. Oh, man. Yeah, this was uh, this was everywhere. Debuted at number one on the Billboard 200. Sold 806,000 copies in its first week, which was a record for a debuting artist and the fastest-selling hip-hop album ever at the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I mean, well, you got... You know, Snoop Dogg at the time was Snoop Doggy Dogg, Dr. Dre, uh, the Dog Pound, Warren G, Corrupt, Nate Dogg, uh, you the know, Lady of Rage, dude. Yeah, yeah, and Suge she Knight. rocks roughing stuff with her Afro puffs. Suge Knight in the back roughing people up, making sure that things get done. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to tell if Corrupt. Is more corrupt than Suge Knight. But Who's in prison? I think we know the answer to that. We're looking at you, Marion. Hmm. We're not talking about Martha Stewart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! Yikes! I know that, uh, Snoop Dogg. The greatest friendship I've ever seen blossom is a Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart. That to me is amazing. I That's love that. It's a beautiful thing. I love that. I like that they're making wine together now. Are they? Oh, yeah. Wow. I'm out of that loop, so I will get in that loop, and I'll let you guys know what I think. Uh, anyways, back to doggy style. <laughs> <laughs> How could we get distracted from that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a great... I mean, West Coast 
took over, uh, you know, at, at this point because of Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. Um, all the little samples that they took from, you know, Parliament and Bernie Worrell and all of those dudes. That's what made the West Coast hip hop scene sound like such a dominant force. Um, I mean, it, you know, if it weren't for Parliament and that funk style, I mean, that's why they called it the G-Funk, because they were sampling all those old songs and turning them into these, like, gangster rap, you know, brand new things. Yeah, I, and I think it's pretty clear that people didn't understand what was going on mm-hmm. uh, with the with the West Coast and that whole scene. It, it just hadn't really resonated entirely um, not that the Grammy Awards are the greatest barometer for smart, no. but Gin and Juice lost best rap solo performance to UNITY. Mm-hmm. That's a crying shame. I'm sad about that. I'm sh- well, I'm sure Snoop isn't. I'm sure he cried buckets of dollar bills at he the end of that. He couldn't care less. Yeah. Um, Lottie Dottie, Murder Was the Case, also good stuff. I mean, they ended up making a movie about Murder Was the Case and a whole additional album about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my favorite song on here is Jeez and Hustlers. I was just about to get to go to that one because I was like, wow, he didn't mention that one. Oh, this dude. is for the G's and this is for the hustlers. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It starts and off the, with some little kids. Well, the thing that the thing that I find the most appealing about this record is it's just his voice. It's his tone. It's how he raps. He's not like going particularly fast. He like gives the he gives everything like room to breathe. He says his words. He goes through it while he's rhyming. And he has just this smooth delivery that's just like it, it flows. It's very harmonic. It's very uh, on purpose. And all of these songs, like this, this is a great example of the continuous kind of a concept. While it does, you know, interlude with like some sketches and stuff like that uh, that are tossed in here. Um, I would say that the the whole thing, it's all like one piece. Yeah. It is all one piece. Um, I, I think that some of the uh, subject matter is definitely hashtag controversial today. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I mean, this is... I mean, but it's also him coming you know out of you know compton uh, and it's the early 90s early 90s today and speaking his mind about what he was seeing there and and all the things that he's going through and as a for real gangster you know selling drugs seeing prostitution seeing all these things yeah this is what's going to come out of that and and it's fantastic it's a it's a great album the artwork is also fantastic oh boy yeah, that's that's one that it's like I I get it. I get it. But it's to me it's a, it's an iconic cover because of Absolutely. how because of how iconic the album is. Well, uh, the album cover is 
um, it's cartoonish. Yeah, and, uh, it is a cartoon. Yeah, and was done by an artist named Joe Cool. Mm-hmm. And it pretty much just kind of implements all of the stuff from the album into this on the cover. And, um, you know, it was a little objectionable at the time. I remember Tipper Gore and the mm. parents, P-M-R-C. Yeah. Um, they had a field day with it, that's for sure. Oh, oh they did. Um, but, you know, you can always just point it to live crew and be like but, but them hey, come on but them yeah yeah um yeah it's got the artwork has several quotes from george clinton's atomic dog mm-hmm. and uh, i think that the uh it's very sexist in well, a lot yeah. of ways the album's called doggy style of course it's going to have that in there of course um it doesn't, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's one of those things where you you gotta if if you're offended by it, you're gonna have to then don't listen to it because you're, you're gonna get real offended if 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 the title offends you. Um, it it's a it's a classic record from the '90s. It's one of the best rap albums, one of the best gangster rap albums ever made. And uh, yeah, I think you should check it out personally, but that's just me. <laughs> The the stuff that gets sampled in here comes from classic classic stuff. Oh yeah. Um, this is a great one to uh, you know check out the dramatics uh, who are actually in the uh, doggy dog world, I believe. Mm-hmm. Which is a great song, but um, I think it was made better by the inclusion of the dramatics. Hmm. Well, awesome. Well, uh, today's album for the day today, uh, April the 10th, is Doggy Style by Snoop Dogg. At the time, Snoop Doggy Dogg. <laughs> uh, be sure to follow, subscribe wherever you listen to us, and uh, follow us on Twitter at album the number four of the day. Uh, if you have any requests, shoot us an email at album the number four of the day at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we will see you tomorrow. You about to go downtown, bitch, right here on the channel that slaps you across your fat ass with a fat dick. <laughs> Everybody's got to hear the shit on oh, W-Balls, W-Balls, W-Balls. That's good. After starting the podcast, you can search for the album, use the three dots, and hit add to cue. Now the album will start as soon as the episode ends.